JD Talking Sports. It is Wednesday, May 3rd, two days until Cinco de Mayo. One of the greatest holidays ever. Not really for me. I don't really drink. I don't eat tortilla chips anymore. I eat plantain chips because I do the paleo. But it's still good times, right? It's Wednesday. It's May. JD Talker Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. Now, you know, I was reading something today. Well, you know, it's Cinco de Mayo, and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is excited about his Mexican mega fight this weekend against Canelo Alvarez. He said it's special and motivates him to train hard. And I would think it doesn't matter if it's a Mexican mega fight. You're professional. You're getting paid to fight. You sure as hell should be ready to fight, no matter who the can- who the candidate. I was going to say candidate, opponent, whatever you want to call it, is. I, I don't know. When I hear, you know, maybe it's just uh, you know they're trying to get bulletins to get people excited and all this stuff. I also read today that a Red Sox fan was thrown out for making a racial taunt against another fan. Adam Jones says he's not going to let this go. He's going to keep doing this per his agent, which he should. It's not going away. We live in a racist, people are racist, people are anti-Semites, whatever you want to call it. People are xenophobic, right? Xenoph- they have xenophobia, xenophobic, misogynistic. Hey, Donald Trump said some stuff that was misogynistic against women, and he's our president. Well, I think also today we're a society that gets a little too, what's the word? Wimpy. We're a little wimpy. We're very wimpy. You know, we give out participation trophies to kids. People are having post-traumatic stress disorder for... Now, I'm not saying it's a wrong thing, but now there's something called stealthing where guys are sleeping with women and they say they have a condom on and they don't have it on. And they say the women are suffering post-traumatic. But then I'm thinking a lot of these women are just hooking up and men are hooking up random strangers. What do they expect? Are they expecting everybody to be decent? I'm not saying that people are, but, you know, you're hooking up off random sites with random people. And is there a coat of arms for people to have? No. You have Snapchat. You have everything where people post everything all the time thinking it's important shit. I see on Instagram all the time someone posting a live feed. Vernon Davis did, it, did one today. Is it interesting to me? No, not even the least bit. Are anybody that interesting? Are we doing, for the most part, interesting stuff out there? No. But people feeling a reason to post it. When you have a woman like Kim Kardashian, who is a multi, multi, multi millionaire, got a TV show out of it from a sex tape, and from that has garnered that into a empire, if you want to call it that, for absolutely nothing. She posts every day pictures of her doing jack shit, and I'm talking about her. Right? That's our society now. Everybody wants to be famous, even if it's for eight seconds, whatever. There's some kid who does rants about the. Mets, I don't even know the kid's name he is, what, 31,000 followers? And he's 13 years old and he's swearing during his thing. His boss says, well, he gets really agitated. No, you're 13 years old. I don't need to hear a little kid swearing about the Mets and he thinks he's, oh, he's doing his shtick, whatever, him and his brother. That's a shtick? You're 13 years old and you're swearing? Really? And the parents like, oh, he gets, he gets, at, he gets uh, heated, whatever. Because parents are trying to be hip. We're trying to be hip parents, you know. We're cool, we're the cool parents. No, that's not cool. It's a little kid. Shouldn't be swearing and shouldn't be posting a shit where you're swearing all over the place either. That's my two cents.
All right. Yankees losing 6-5. Higashioka took a call third strike. I saw they had bases loaded in the fifth. They were down 6-5. It looked like it was a little low. But God has, has the benefit of that. Nope, it's 6-6 right now. Oh, 6-6. Bottom of the seventh. Yankees just tied it. Aaron Judge, the youngest. I love these worthless bullshit stats. I know my buddy Gumbo Chef loves this one. Hit his 13th home run in his 26th game. The youngest player ever to do that to hit 13 home runs in the first 26th game. I don't know. What, right? He also tied Babe Ruth for second most home runs in the first 25 first 25 games of the season in Yankee history. Well, now he's probably passed it. Also, he's having more patience at the plate this year. 15 base and balls this year. Hitting over 500 on the homestand. 10 home runs last month. And he just was named AL Rookie Player of the Month. You know what he said? It's really a team award. You got to love it. Now, last year, 84 at-bats, 179 batting average, four home runs. This year, 83 at-bats going into today, 12 home runs, 313 batting average. His 13th today, on-base percentage up over 180 points. I'm sorry. Yeah. 160 points. And it's up now because he's having a pretty good game. They broke a two-game losing streak yesterday. Tanaka got the win yesterday. He's 4-1, won four of five decisions. Now, Austin Romine got hurt. He's cramping in his right groin. They say it could be dehydration, but he, his OPS on on base plus slugging, over 800. He has filled in admirably for Gary Sanchez, who on his first at bat yesterday, first pitch, AAA hit a home run. And now Bird's out 10 days. Now, this is the thing. He has an ankle Bruce run ankle, which I think has been bothering him all season since he, he did it at the end of spring training, which he was having a monster spring training, which I think would have carried over to the season. Six for 60 hitting this season so far. They still believe in him. Now they're going to say that he might go down for a minor league rehab assignment per, per Brian Cashman. Let him play. And Ellsbury's out with a bruised nerve in his elbow. And listen to this. Judge and Aaron Hicks now combined for 18 home runs more than the Red Sox entire team. And Hicks, five home runs so far this year. He didn't hit his fifth last year until August 12th. Pretty awesome. Now, Bird is going to go on complete rest for at least seven to ten days. And they're hoping it's going to get better. But they said if it doesn't, you know, it's going to affect the whole rest of the season. Matt Holiday tonight hit his 300th career home run. It's not, not too shabby. And I don't know, does this mean anything to anybody? Yankees, Monday night, only 25,566 fans at the game. Their least... Smallest crowd ever at the new Yankee Stadium. They are sixth in Major League attendance this year. But my dad said, that's still a lot of people. I said, you know what? You got to think, you know, there's still 25,000 people going to a baseball game. And they're, hey, they're 16 and 9. They were tied with the Orioles at the start of today. Orioles, Red Sox having a lot of shit going down. Well, uh, Kevin, uh, what's his name? Gossman? Gossman? Threw behind Mookie Betts. Got yanked, thrown into the game. Machado got thrown last night by Chris Sale. Those two teams do not like each other. And then Adam Jones went on a profanity, uh, a plethora of profanities of rage, of, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, a lot lot of profanity laced tirade after the game yesterday. Red Sox are 4 2 in the eighth. Unbelievable, yeah. Yankee, Yankees now 6-6, bottom of the seventh, first and third with one out. 
Mets up 9-5, top of the seventh. Sun Trust Park could be a home run hitting bonanza once it gets warm. There is Jay Bruce last night who had two home runs, including a grand slam, six RBIs, career high, third multi-homer game of the season last night in the loss to the to the Braves 9-7 last night. The Yankees are now up 7-6. Didi just hit an infield single. Hadley scored. Carter to second. God damn. Come on, Yankees. That's what you want. Two out of three. You do that all season. Getting a lot of wins. They all Yankees also have tried five players in the second spot this season. Hicks, nine games. Headley, seven, including yesterday. Ellsbury, two. Didi and Castro with one. And actually tonight, who is batting second for the Yankees? I have that. Yeah, Hicks, Hicks again. Hicks with his 10th game batting second. Hicks 0 for 2 tonight. Well, two base on balls. That means he's getting on base. Holiday's 1 for 3 with 3 RBIs. Judge, 333 now. 3 for 4, 2 RBIs, 13 home runs right now, 27 RBIs. He's having a damn, you know what? I know it's still early, but they brought him up and they let him. Even DD's hitting 333. Now, Sabathia, 4 innings pitch, 7 hits, 6 runs. Six turned, four base on balls, five strikeouts. They were down. They were down early in this one. Yankees gave up four in the first. Three-run homer to Pierce. He's down four. So he calmed down after that. But still, six runs in the first two innings, not going to work. Just read this, that the Lakers are enamored with Lonzo Ball and would draft him number one. You know what? Hey, his dad's working on a, a shoe contract. I guess he goes number one. That would make him help with the help with the with the foot the shoe deal. It really would. It re- really would. Ellsbury's out with a bruised nerve in his elbow for the Yankees. I guess we're gonna see what happens with the Yankees, huh? Sixteen to nine, up seven six right now. Darno left Travis Darno for the Mets. Now the Mets. Left last night's game with a sore right wrist, the same wrist he hurt two weeks ago. They got beat by by Dickey again, second time in less than a week. Matt Harvey did not pitch well. Listen to this. Now, he has a, his swing strike percentage, which means, you know, how many swings, they the percentage of swings where they miss on the ball. It was over 12% three years ago. Last year was 10%. This year it's 75 So they're making a lot of contact against him. Now they're going against Bartolo Colon tonight, which did it. And Conforto, Michael Conforto is having a, their leadoff hitter, he's having a hell of a season. Going into tonight, well, he's one for four tonight. This is his 12th game batting leadoff. He's hitting over 300. He scored 12 runs, 14 RBIs, 7 base on balls, 12 strikeouts. Everyone else is 4 for 67. That's a 0-6-0 batting average. 5 runs scored, 5 base on balls, 18 strikeouts in 15 games. Let Conforto just stay up there and just stay out of his way. Just stay out of his goddamn way. Neil Walker tonight, no home runs for the bat. DeGrom, DeGrom went 5, 8 hits, 5 runs, 5 base on balls. Five strikeouts. Could this end up, could SunTrust Park end up becoming Coors Field of the East Coast? Because they're hitting the shit out of the ball. And also, I checked out the Mets. 14 home dates, 28,950. 
They're averaging the game. 15th in Major League Baseball. Last year, they were ninth. They're down almost 6,000 fans. Well, hey, when you're 11-15, what are you going to do now? Girardi got ejected for calling umpires strike zone enormous. Good for him. He was pissed. Usually, they're trying to light a fire under the, the team's ass when they do that. Seth Lugo and Steven Matz, they both threw off the mound yesterday without discomfort but at Portland Sports St. Lucie, but it says they are far, far away from coming back. And Thor is going to miss, could miss three months, going to get a second opinion. So now you got Lugo, Matz, Thor on the DL. You have Harvey's not pitching as well as he did last year. Wheeler's still trying to come back. The only Your ace of the staff is now Jacob deGrom, who went five tonight, eight hits, five runs, five earned, five base on balls, five strikes. Robert Gesellman also not putting up what he did last year. This could be a long, long season for the Mets. Well, Wilma Flores out with a infected knee. He's back from the DL. And he pinched it tonight. Did not do anything in his one at bat. But hey, Lucas Duda hit off a tee. Brandon Nimmo is doing a minor league rehab assignment. Maybe he'll come back up. Mets, man. It's, I think it'll be a long, long season. And how about this? You know, a fan got grazed by a stray bullet inside Bush Stadium last night. Police investigating the incident. What? The, what inside the stadiums, grazed stray, stray bullet. What's what's going on, folks? And Cole Hamels expected to miss eight weeks with a right oblique strain. Two and zero with a three hundred three ERA this year. But how about that? Bush Stadium. I I, I thought I did a double take. I was like, uh, I was like, what? I, I just was like, uh, how does that, uh, how, how does a stray bullet inside the stadium? I, I, I really want to know, you know, if you go to a baseball game and you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, baseball by a stray bullet during the game. A woman's grazing the arm by a stray bullet. There had been call for shots fired near the 14th Street and I'm going to butcher this. The Chuteau Avenue area, moments before the one was struck, and the ball may have come from someone shooting into the air. Oh. Oh. So the woman was sitting in her seat when she felt pain in her arm. She removed her jacket and noticed a small abrasion to her elbow. She went to, and workers there conducted... Yeah. Wow, I think I've been shot. Well, we thought she was joking. They said, wow, I think I've been shot. It looked real real purple and red, and, and it looked like there was a hole in her jacket. The man who was sitting there said, we need security. She'd been shot. Police said the woman picked up the bullet slug from underneath her seat near the first baseline. A bullet slug was found in the immediate area around the victim's seat. They said it appeared the bullet came from outside the stadium. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. They said there are millions of dollars being spent on additional security, personnel, and procedures to be protective of the fans and the experience at the ballpark. We are prepared and we continue to be more prepared. Well, you are or were prepared if someone got shot inside the goddamn stadium, right? That's crazy shit, right? That is crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Porter said that he and his son were sitting in seats seven, eight, or nine. And he said uh, it could have... And when it happened... Could have thrown a ball and hit the first base. His son sat in front of the victim. It could have easily have hit him. 
He said, he and his son then left the game. I told my son, let's get out of here before someone else gets to shooting. Porter said he was surprised the incident had not been reported to the public sooner. You know, Hemi, you know, I... Unbelievable. This further amplifies our yearly message of encouraging fun without guns. This is from the this is from the police department. The department constantly stresses the importance of safety and responsible gun ownership. Hmm. And it's obviously happened more frequently than I ever knew before. Nineteen sixty-five, a robber trying to hold up a ticket office at Sportsman Park on North Grand Avenue fired a shot, which then ricocheted about four hundred feet across the diamond and grazed thirteen-year-old Carolyn Yao in the throat during a Philadelphia Phillies at Cardinals game. That girl, now Carolyn Yunt Pomacter, sixty-five of Maryland, contacted the Post Dispatch Wednesday. She said she couldn't believe history repeated itself. My parents didn't retain an attorney back then. We were compensated with three baseball game tickets. That won't go over now, folks. Not in this day and age. Everybody's sue, sue, sue. Sue, sue, sue. Sue, sue, sue. All right. Now, the Knicks might be interested in 18-year-old French point guard, Frank Nitalakina. 6'5", point guard, 15 minutes a game, 57% from the field, 44 from three, 5.2 points per game. He'll come in late May, they said. Last time they uh, went French, 99 member uh, Frederick Frederick Weiss, who got dunked on by Vince Carter, he never came. Also, Phil Jackson in the 2014 draft took 57th pick, took the Frenchman Louis Ibery, who has yet to come to the United States. Hmm. I figure, you know, hey, you know, we had, we had good luck with Porzingis. Doesn't look, you know, that's what they said. He's the best point guard out there. I guess we'll see. I don't know anything about him. I'm going to probably hear more about him in the Natilakina. Frank Natilakina. And I'm probably butchering it. That's probably not the right way to say it. And I love this. NBA Players Association, Michelle Roberts, says Phil Jackson tried to shame Mello off the Knicks. Very disturbing. Really? Hey, and uh, they had the Met, Met Gala, and Lala was without a ring on. I, I love that all the women were basically, I think the women were wearing basically so you could see their underwear and, and uh, broad panties. I just think it should be a naked naked thing. Because it was some people dressed and then other people were trying to, I think, well, hey, you know what? We're so uptight here in the U.S. that whatever. But I watched, went through all the pictures. Some of the outfits were wild outfits, man. Wild outfits. Some dudes, you know, get away. Tuxedos, you know, tuxedos. But some were looking stylish, man. You know, uh, uh, Jordan from Creed had a cool very cool suit on. What do you think about that, the Knicks, huh? Ryan, what do you think about them going after a Frenchman point guard? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Celtics last night came back. They were down late in the fourth. Isaiah Thomas had 53, 20 in the fourth, nine in overtime, and it was on his deceased sister's, what would have been her 23rd birthday. LeBron said, hey, she was watching from above. He's been actually talking, uh, Isaiah Thomas has been talking to Kobe to get tips on his game and a help breakdown film. It's working. John Wall had 40 points, 13 assists. I thought they were going to tie it. They're down 2-0. Next two games are Thursday and Sunday. Fred Hoiberg will return as Bulls coach. Yeah, I, I've never been crazy about him as a coach. I think some guys should stay in college. And they a really good chance they said they'll bring Rajon Rondo, Mr. Tripper, who tried to trip Jay Crowder. 
uh, will be will be re-signed. Good for him, right? All right, Yankees up 8-6 now. Hicks walked in a run. Yankees just keep on trucking. LeBron now number two all-time on the playoff scoring list behind only MJ. Past uh, Kareem with 5,762 points. They were up 30 in the fourth. He was still in. They finally sat him. He had 39 points, 125-103 over the Raptors. They're up 2-0. And they set a franchise postseason record for most points. I thought that was... He had 39 points on 14 shots, LeBron. Also hit, what, he 15 or 16 from the line. Wow. Number two all-time playoff scoring list. LeBron, I just don't know why he had to be in there. I don't know. Oh, and let's get to a little jet action. Okay. Woody Johnson says wins and losses don't matter this year. He wants to see how much they improve over the course of the season. Now, Eric Decker says, I'm, I'm still here to be part of a winner. Feels like they have a good core. I'm wondering what that core is. Building a team right now, figure out identity this offseason. That's this offseason. It's about figuring out that identity. And it's adding a guy like offensive lineman Alex Balducci. They claimed off waivers from the 49ers. He was signed as an undrafted free agent out of Oregon last year. This is going to help with this identity. With We still haven't seen Christian Ackenberg take a snap. Well, regularly. We saw a preseason, and he had a couple good moments, and then not so good moments. And Bryce Petty. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I, It's going to be an interesting season, folks. It's going to be a very interesting season for the Jets. I, I'm telling you, I think they'll be lucky to win four games this season. I really do. I think Woody Johnson's speaking the truth. <laughs> it's going to be how much they improve over the course of the season. Young guy. And the Giants have named Paul Perkins as a starting running back. Second-year player. Taken out of the fifth round last year at UCLA. And safety, Darian Thompson, the rookie out of Boise State, foot surgery, only two games last year. Still not 100%, but I th- he, he's going to make plays. I want him to get healthy, come back. Let's see what we can do. And Ben McAdoo said it's not Eli's job to develop a quarterback. It's his job to do to be the quarterback, and the other guy's going to have to do the work on their own. So Davis Webb is going to watch this year. Geno Smith. And they're not going to play at all because Eli's is Mr. Iron Man. And if they sign LeGarrette Blunt like they're talking about, he had over 1,000 yards last year, 18 touchdowns, four giant running backs last year, had six touchdowns total. Also, he played on the Patriots, not the Giants. But I love when I see these stats, and I'm like, yeah, two different teams, two different coaching staffs. Let's not compare Mr. Back- McAdoo to Mr. Belichick. It's an insult, a big insult. And, hey, you know what? McAdoo, hey, they... Great first season, a lot of wins, but that playoff, that 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 Hail Mary at halftime, the guys going away on the trip to Miami and saying, hey, that's boys will be boys, not going to cut it. Not not going to cut it at all. You wouldn't, you don't, Patriots don't do stupid shit like that. Great franchises don't do stupid shit like that. And former Pro Bowl running back, well, one, one, one season of Pro Bowler, Justin Forsett retires after nine years. He says he's living proof that dreams come true. 2014, he made the Pro Bowl over 1,266 yards, eight touchdowns for the Ravens. Last year, he played for three teams, Ravens, Denver, and Detroit. Finished his career with almost 4,000 yards on the ground, 19 touchdowns, 210 receptions for over 1,300 yards, Another so 20 touchdowns total. He was a seventh-round pick, 233rd pick in the draft at a Cal by the Seahawks, 5'8", 197. 
would be 32 in October, first team All-Pac-10 in 2007. I remember him. And you know what? After that great year, they dumped him. They tried to cut him. They tried to, you know, which is football. You know, he got a big contract. And then they uh, didn't have a great year, 2015. And then he's cut. He made some money. He didn't make a lot of money. But he had a, a, almost 4,000 yards rushing. Had a great year. Made the Pro Bowl. He's leaving on his own terms. Okay. Bears added more free agents this offseason, 12. Mostly mid middle class signings, but still 12 this offseason. Missed playoff last six years. Now, Ryan Pace, John Fox, last two years, 9 and 23. They can cut Mike Lennon, Cluse, Mike Lennon loose after this first year, paying him only $18.5 million. We'll see what happens. Nick freaking Saban is going to make 92 times more than the governor of Alabama. He's going to make 11.125 this year. Eight-year deal is going to be through January 31st, 2025. $65 million total. Incentive bonuses that could total $700,000 a year, which he could live off that. Come on, he's in Alabama. Win percentage, over 86%. First in the FBS. National titles, four. First. SC titles, five. First. And the revenue annually, $65 million over the course of the contract. Well, they made over $148 million in 2015. He got a $4 million signing bonus, $400,000 completion bonus. Second to him is Harbaugh, who made $9 million last year. And his assistants are all making bank. Even his freaking, his, I, I looked up all these stats. I looked up all the, the, the story because strength and conditioning is making five to 35000 Got a ten thousand dollar raise. Defensive line coach is making two hundred seventy five thousand this year, and he'll make five hundred seventy five thousand in two thousand eighteen. Defensive back coach, he's going to get a raise of ten thousand, four hundred five thousand. Running back coach, fifteen thousand dollar raise to four hundred ninety thousand. They're on two year contracts. Rank key offensive line coach, four hundred k. Joe Panunzio, tight end special teams, three hundred seventy five thousand. Offensive coordinator Mike Loxley, who was an analyst last season, is going to make one point two million. Over the next two years. Outside linebacker coach Tosh Lupoy. He's going to get a $400,000 raise to $950,000. They've won double digit games for a nine straight season. And made each of the first three college football playoffs. New defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator Brian DeBall. Make $1.2 million under a three year deal. Defensive coordinator Jerry Pruitt's new, Pruitt's new deal is worth $4.2 million for three years. So what's that? $1.4 a year, including $100,000 raises each year. And the athletic director will make $900,000 a year with $25,000 annual raises. <laughs> He's only the athletic director, so it's not as much money, right? Not as much as the other guys, but still. 92 times what the governor makes of Alabama. Hey, he had a better year. That's what Babe Ruth said, I had a better year. And Nate Diaz doesn't plan to fight the rest of 2017. And I thought, you know, maybe money will will, uh, get him out there. Well, he would fight the McGregor Mayweather winner and says MMA scene is boring. You know, I guess he'd rather do triathlons. The problem is triathlons don't pay you as much as MMA does. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. And UFC is going to open a 125-pound female weight class later this year and kickstart the new division with the Ultimate Fighter Reality Series. Now, there's four weight classes now in the women. You got the strawweight 115, Flyweight, 125. Bantamweight, 135. And now the featherweight, which was added this year for 145. Good for them. These girls should get more divisions. And Tony Romo is going to attempt to qualify for the 
this year's U.S. Open, I guess while he's doing prep work for CBS. First step for the local qualifier is on Monday. So that's his first shot is on Monday. Tony, Mr. Romo, I wish you the best. Wish you all the best in the freaking world. Nice. Arizona, interesting. They land former Major League Baseball prospect and 26-year-old quarterback Donovan Tate, who was the number four recruit in 2009. 26-year-old guy is going to come play college football. I guess he's going to play for one year. 26. Now, I thought this was interesting. Kenny Sears, he was a two-time All-Star for the Knicks, and he was the first basketball player to appear on the cover of Sport Illustrated in in 1954, died on April 23rd at his home in, in Watsonville, California. He was 83. Now he's a 6'9", sharp shooting for My father says, I remember him, real skinny. And he, he, he actually was chosen, this was before he began his sixth full season with the Knicks, because he had a great career at Santa Clara where he was twice named West Coast Conference Player of the Year. In college, he went to, on three impressive NCAA tournament runs with the team. They made the final four in 52 and the round of eight in 1953 and 54. As a senior, he averaged over 22 points a game and was named an All-American. He was fourth overall in the draft in 55. He played with the Hall of Famers Sweetwater Clifton, Harry Gladden, Dick McGuire, and Rich Guerin, and the All-Star Carl Brown and Willie Knowles. And he competed against Wilt, Russell, Cousy, and Charmin. He actually led the Knicks in scoring for two seasons. He averaged 18.6 points per game in 57-58 and 21 and 58-59, was an all-star in 58 and 59, and twice led the NBA in field goal percentage, shooting 49% in the 58-59 season and 48% in the next season. Now, this I found this was interesting. Now, after he retired from playing, he married, he married Eunice, his wife Eunice, in 59, so he just passed. They were married for, that's a long time, you know, 50, it would have been, 50, I guess, 50, 58 years. My parents this year will be 55 years. Now, after retiring, he owned a bar, sold cars, and led, a, and led a recreational vehicles. And he and his wife split their time between California and Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, where he fished. And listen to this. He distributed, this is what I thought was interesting, distributed hundreds of bicycles he repaired by hand to local children. I, I just thought that was a cool. This, and thanks for the obituary from Daniel E. Slotnick from the New York Times. Now, this was interesting. Sears wrote in the New York Journal in 1957 that he had been very self-conscious about his height as a child, so shy that he went on only one date in high school. And he said, basketball was my only emotional outlet. It dragged me out of the dark corners where I'd hidden to avoid stairs. He goes, during the glamorous nights of school proms and balls, I stayed home and read. But I was alone. I was lonely. And doctors tell me now that at that point I was dangerously close to a breakdown. Imagine that. He said he finally felt accepted in 1955. He received a congratulatory congratulatory telegram after a stellar performance in an AAU basketball game after his college season had ended. The telegram had been signed by nearly the entire town of Watsonville and it was exactly six feet, nine inches long. That that stuck out to me, the letter, and that he refurbished bicycles, hundreds of bicycles that he repaired by hand to local children in in Mexico. Sounded like a good egg, man. Kenny Sears, rest in peace. You will be missed. Thank you, Mr. Slotnick, for the great piece. All right, now, let me... We have trivia questions. We have trivia questions. Trivia, trivia, trivia. 
Trivia questions. Trivia questions for tonight. Trivia questions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And, okay, last night's trivia question. Okay, current Major League Baseball player with the most home runs versus the Yankees, Jose Batista with 34. And tonight's trivia question. Most points scored by a Celtic in playoff... In, in, most, play, most points scored by a Celtic in their franchise playoff history. Most points scored in a single playoff game in the franchise in the in the Celtics franchise history. Single game, most points scored by a Celtic in play in their playoff history. Alright. Now Yankees are up. Mets are up. Let's see if they can hold on. I'm curious if Houston could take a second game in San Antonio from the Spurs tonight. Rockets, James Harden, have a good game. We shall see. LeBron keeps on rolling. I forgot to talk last night. Golden State is up one one nothing on the Utah Jazz. They only won. They they won by eleven, but they were up the whole game. It was a blow. All right, folks. I'm going to bed. Have a great night. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon.